so hype right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama. Oh my mama, Anything's possible. Rainy J's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing. Now, if you're watching on YouTube as well, or listening in your car, or the shower, or on a run, or whatever it is, I do want to say thank you for making this show part of whatever it is that you're doing on a regular basis. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for the Boston Sports Journal, which you can subscribe to and get my content regularly. I've also written a book. It's called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. It's now available wherever books are sold. And if you check out my pinned tweet on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John, you'll see that I'm doing a book signing on Thursday. So if you buy it between now and Thursday, you can go to an unlikely story, a bookstore in Massachusetts, and get a signed copy sent to you. And I'll be doing a half-hour presentation uh, talking about the book and the process and, and all the stuff in the book. So Today's show, uh, I'm going to run through some of the things that happened uh, that were of relevance to the Boston Celtics on Monday night. We had the Hawks playing, we had the Knicks playing, we had Miami playing, and uh, all very good for the Boston Celtics. In the second and third segments, uh, I'm going to get into my piece that I wrote on Boston Sports Journal on Jason Tatum's isolation. And some of the numbers that really hammered home what the Celtics should be doing in that Charlotte game. So the numbers from that Charlotte game, when you when you get some of the tracking numbers, are wild. So that's going to be in segment two, segment three, more on why Jason Tatum especially, but Jalen Brown, of course, as well as the two All-Stars, why they should be kind of not isolating quite as much. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week. I always go on Friday, so make sure you're following me to make sure uh, you get the Friday uh, time slot, which is always a little fluid. Get into the action on Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. By the way, they just launched an Android app in beta, so check it out if you're an Android user and you've been missing out. Okay, Boston Celtics uh, picked up a little bit of ground on a Monday night where Atlanta lost to the Detroit Pistons. It was a back-to-back. They lost Kevin Herter. Uh, a bunch of guys got hurt in this one, uh, but they ended up losing on the back-to-back 100-86, to so good news for the Boston Celtics there. The New York Knicks end up losing to the Phoenix Suns. That was a good game. Uh, the Suns came back and win. Chris Paul made some ridiculous shots in that game, and uh, they ended up losing 118-110, so they both fall a half game closer to Boston, so the Celtics are now uh, a game and a half behind New York and Atlanta for the fourth seed in the East. So good news there. On top of it, Miami lost. They played Chicago and ended up losing. So they fall out of a tie 
with the Celtics. So the Celtics are now alone in sixth. Miami falls back to seventh, a game, a half game behind the Celtics. So this is all obviously very good news for the Boston Celtics who play Oklahoma City now on on Tuesday. And there's also a Charlotte versus Milwaukee game. So another chance for the Celtics to get within a game of that fourth seed. And as I've been saying, the Celtics schedule is advantageous. So despite all of the stuff that we said, despite everything I said in yesterday's podcast, which was true, and I believe that it was very, very disappointing that the Celtics go out there and play like they did against Charlotte, it's still amazingly, incredibly, they are still within reach of that fourth seed. And the podcast that I did breaking down the schedule where I believe the Celtics will get the fourth seed and I believe Atlanta will fall and New York especially will fall, I think that that's, that still holds. Amazingly, this Celtics season has just been, I don't want to say consequence free, but for the Celtics to have gone through all of the stuff that they've gone through to just blow games and, and have trouble with the schedule and have all of the things that are understandably problems that are infuriatingly problems to have them still be within reach of, I think, the reasonable preseason expectations, it's mind-blowing to me. I don't understand it, but here we are. It's a, it's a weird season. 2021 is a weird NBA season. It doesn't make any sense. So this OKC game is a big game for the Celtics. They need this game. Now, no Jason Tatum, which they're saying left ankle impingement. This is a day off for Jason Tatum, which he really does need like he needs this day off. I I almost would have rather have given him the Charlotte day off and let, let the Celtics depend on, you know, Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker. But regardless, we're here. It doesn't matter there. So that left ankle impingement is, is the reason for, for Tatum being out. Kemba's out because of that side strain. So that thing where he was going up to challenge the, the, Terry Rozier shot and he pulled up and he held his side. That was uh, serious enough where even though he finished the game, he is going to miss this game. So the Celtics still can't get healthy, uh, but Robert Williams upgraded to questionable. So that's, it goes a step past doubtful. So I guess it's going to be like a game time decision. We'll see. We'll find out pregame from Brad Stevens when he speaks around 5 o'clock. I think it's a 5.15 uh, pregame media availability, so make sure you're following me on Twitter. I will be tweeting out what Brad Stevens says and certainly asking him whether Robert Williams is going to be available. That's going to be a big deal. Robert Williams being available is going to help, and and I it's it's kind of nuts that we're here, but considering where we were a year ago with Rob and, and even earlier this year, I think getting Robert Williams back is huge because they need him to be a ball mover. The way they're playing with the one center and now without Kemba, so it's going to be basically Rob if he plays and Jalen Brown and Evan Fournier and those guys playing off of Robert Williams, dribble handoffs, those high pick and rolls. 
that action at the top of the key, top of the key or the elbows, those actions are going to be very important. And, and Robert Williams is such a good passer from there that it's going to be advantageous to be cutting behind him. So as I prepare to move on into the Celtics shouldn't ISO as much as they have segment, I will acknowledge that there's some element of Robert Williams makes that easier for them in a game where against Charlotte, the Celtics clearly had nothing. It's possible that Robert Williams and his energy could have helped spark something. And if a couple of guys cut back door and get easy baskets off of Robert Williams, you know, running those handoffs and the fake handoffs and whatever, if a couple of guys cut back door and the energy changes in the game, then who knows how that compounds itself down the road. So losing Robert Williams, not having Robert Williams for this little stretch, I think I think that was pretty evident. I think that's a big reason. I haven't talked much about that, but I think that's a big reason why the Celtics have looked worse than usual because Tristan Thompson, for as, as much as he's been playing better, he's still not doing the stuff that Robert Williams does. And w- what we saw, even against Charlotte, is that he was attacking the basket on his own. He wasn't trying to, to move the ball or hand the ball off or whatever. It's starting to adjust my thinking about when I say I don't care if Robert Williams or, or, or Tristan Thompson starts. And it's still kind of true because sometimes you're just going to have a bad matchup. But I'm starting to wonder now, considering how Tristan Thompson has been trying to attack more, I wonder if that's just just do that with the second unit and let Robert Williams be more of a passer, cutter, a roller to the basket and catching lobs. It's so, the whole center spot is so, I don't know. It, 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 you go one way and the other, you know, do, do you, do you start Tristan? Do you start Rob? Do you, what do you do? It's, you know what you do? You figure out who's playing the best and you play them, but missing Rob was a big deal. Okay. So up next, the numbers for uh, the, the, the Charlotte game were, Brutal, just absolutely brutal and like damningly so. And I'll get into the whole isolation stuff in the next segment. Hey, on Fridays, I usually do a locker room. So if you haven't been using locker room, it is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It's free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me. It's a great little thing. It's almost like sports talk radio, but on your phone, on your device, you don't have to wait on hold for who knows how long it, it's it's pretty cool talk to me talk to other fans athletes insiders all in real time on your favorite team or sport and like i just said this has been on ios but they just dropped an android beta so check it out maybe that'll work well enough for you to hop on with me this friday because that would be really cool i'd love to have more people check it out it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league you'll find fans like you on locker room you can do watch parties debates post-game breakdowns uh, of course, you can re- there will be reactions to big news, rumors. Again, you have a chance to chat with me. The way it works is I generally have people line up in a queue. They want to speak. I bring you on. You speak for a couple minutes. While we're speaking, people are in a chat room kind of reacting to the stuff that we're saying and having their own conversation. So you can talk to me or you can listen. It's almost like a bonus podcast, really. And you can check me out. Again, follow me on the app. It's at John Corrales on the app, at John Corrales. 
and follow me on Twitter at Reds Army underscore John to get notified when I'm going to uh, do a, another locker room. So go ahead and get the free locker room app. It's currently available on all iOS devices, but again, that Android beta just dropped. So, so give it a whirl. Hopefully it works for you. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at John Corrales and get notified when my room goes live. You will not want to miss this on Fridays. And I cannot wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Boston Celtics. I'll see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk about sports. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live, get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page and watch the three-day live coverage of the NFL Draft starting on April 29th. It's just a couple of days away. So I want to welcome everybody back, uh, people who are listening on uh, on the podcast. Again, we've launched on YouTube. People who are watching on YouTube see me tinkering with the background a little bit. I'm trying to change the lighting. I'm trying to figure things out, so bear with me there. Uh, one thing that came out of the game against Charlotte the the numbers were were pretty damning, and we knew about the ball movement. So I, I looked up some of the tracking numbers. The traffic tracking numbers aren't perfect, but they give you a good sense. Charlotte threw 311 passes to Boston's 255. So that that's a significant amount more passing for for one game. The Hornets didn't just out assist the Celtics. 39-18. They also out potential assist assisted them 55 to 42. So there were 55 other opportunities for assists in that game, which is just madness. I that's I don't know between 39 actual assists and 55 potential assists. That's insanity. Charlotte's assist created 101 points while Boston's assist created 55. So you get the picture. Charlotte was moving the ball. Charlotte was, the ball was popping. They were cutting. They were making their plays. They were attacking. On top of it, they got hot from three. But to highlight how much they were moving, uh, I also looked at some of that tracking data, and they ran almost an extra mile. Like the the tracking data shows how far you've run in the game, and they ran almost an entire extra mile as a team. So if you start the Celtics and the Hornets on a starting line, just say run in a straight line, the Celtics would have run four miles, and the Hornets would have run almost five. That's in, in that amount of time. That's a lot. That is a lot. And not only that, they, they tracked the speed and the, the Hornets moved at an average of 4.32 miles per hour. while Boston was at 4.12. So all of those numbers highlight exactly what was happening in that game. And as I wrote on Boston sports journal, I compare these Hornets 
to last year's Memphis Grizzlies and to the previous year's Sacramento Kings. That the, the Hornets have become the fun, overachieving, you know, the, the team that just plays loose and is like dancing on the sidelines all the time. They're the team right now that has 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 gone above and beyond what their expectations have been. They're playing loose, they're playing fun, they're 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 good enough, they're confident enough to do a lot of things on the floor, but they're not so cocky that they think they can do it themselves. And to watch that dichotomy is kind of I, look, people texted me or, or tweeted me and, and sent me messages and they were like, it's sad when I, I'm jealous of the Charlotte Hornets and the way they move the ball. And that is exactly how Brad Stevens wants to play. He wants, he wants that ball to pop so you can – he wants those guys to move. And, and I think what these numbers highlight – because I've said this before, it's so much easier to isolate. And it looks like it's harder to isolate because you've got to get the ball and make your move and, and do all this extra dribbling and, and really try to you know, get from point A to point B. And it's a lot of hard work in the moment. But what it's not is, it's not passing and cutting and relocating. It's not cutting along the baseline. It's not you know, driving and kicking and replacing it's, it's none of that stuff. And that's why the isolation is just so much easier. The stuff that, that Charlotte was doing that Brad Stevens wants his team to do. And when they are playing their best, they are doing when they were in that, that April, just big winning streak. And when Jason Tatum was playing like a superstar and Everything was going great, and I was taking my victory laps about, look, see, the Celtics are actually better than they've shown, and here's the proof. They were playing like this, but this is harder. This is not as easy to do. The Hornets ran faster. They ran an extra mile more than the Celtics. That's how much hard work goes into running an offense like that. Because when you're Terry Rozier and you come down and you give the ball up to Devontae Graham and you got to move and replace and then Graham goes and drives and kicks and that ball swings a couple of times, where's Terry Rozier been? He's doing like laps around that offensive end. But what ends up happening is he ends up getting a layup or assisting because he's the second guy to touch the paint and everybody's in rotation and you collapse and he drives and he kicks it out to somebody who's standing outside at the three-point line wide open. This is what basketball is. This is how beautiful basketball can be. When the ball moves, it's the San Antonio Spurs concept, um, the half-second basketball. You basically get a half-second to make a decision. You get it, you either pass it, drive it, shoot it. One of those three things. But you get it, you see what's happening, and you go. That's what Brad Stevens wants. It's the complete opposite of what the Charlotte game was. What happens in the Charlotte game is that the Celtics are probably tired. Some, some level of disinterest. Maybe Jason Tatum isn't feeling 
well, maybe it's a COVID thing. Maybe he had a, we still don't know because he, he still hasn't been 100%. Maybe, did he forget to take the inhaler? I have no idea. I have no idea. But we've seen the Celtics at their best, and this was the Celtics at their worst. And when they're at their worst, and hey, I'm not going to sit there and say, like, every game where you're at the worst is, like, some indictment on, on them as people. Like, I was extraordinarily disappointed in that effort. But I will also acknowledge that sometimes those efforts happen. And sometimes you can't control when it happens. So I, I will be more fair um, an extra day removed. However, you have to find something in you to get out of that. And what ends up happening when the Celtics don't get out of that, like I said before with like Robert Williams, they start reverting to isolation. And Jason Tatum especially, Jalen Brown will do it. The Celtics end up standing around and saying, okay, here you go. Do you have a matchup that you can exploit? Let's do it. Let's try it. And what ends up happening is it goes very, very poorly. So up next, the isolation numbers that really come to one conclusion. Jason Tatum is bad at isolation basketball. And he needs to stop. That is coming up next. Rock Auto is the place that you should be going if you need anything for your car or truck. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. And if you go to RockAuto.com instead of one of those strip mall stores that has limited shelf space and limited options, and you're going to tell that person behind the counter all the stuff that you can just be putting into the RockAuto.com database yourself, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money. I had somebody DM me that said he was getting uh, some sort of headlight, some some sort of thing for his headlight. They'd completely redo it, and it would cost $1,000 at one of these strip malls, uh, places, uh, the chain stores. He got it for $400 on rockauto.com. That's how much you can be saving, and that money can go to wherever. Okay, Rock Auto doesn't change their prices based on what the market will bear. They don't give a break to the pros versus the do-it-yourselfers. They're not like that. Like I said, it's a family business. They treat you right. When you go to rockauto.com, you're going to find a unique catalog that's easy to navigate. Plug in what you need. It can be complicated. It can be simple. I don't know what I'm doing under the hood, but when I need new wipers or new floor mats or something simple, I can get that at rockauto.com as well. So go to rockauto.com. See all the parts that are available for your car or truck. When you do buy something, and I feel like you will, write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That's how they know that we sent you. You have to write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go. As the NFL draft is on, you can bet on that. The Kentucky Derby is back. The first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and for all of your UFC and MMA action. I mean, you get anything you want. So before the next pitch, 
Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Use that promo code locked on when you sign up, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Whatever you deposit, they're going to add 50% of that. $100 deposit on your first deposit, use that promo code locked on, you get an extra $50. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as your team preps for their run to the playoffs. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski gets you updated on all the latest news. We're in every major sport with the help of our local experts. That's the power of the Locked On Podcast Network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So I spent the previous segment setting up this segment, the isolation, which was highlighted very strongly in that Charlotte game. You had one team playing the exact type of basketball that everybody should be playing. Ball movement, attacking, three-pointers, all of that stuff. And the other team playing a slow isolation game that worked sometimes, but not all the time. And only when they really were moving and attacking did they score enough to compete. So what happens is when the Celtics decide to go isolation, It's two culprits for the most part. It's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So let me just start with this. They are all-stars, and they deserve to be all-stars. And when I call Jason Tatum a near superstar, when I said he was knocking on the door of superstardom, that is still true. All of that stuff is still true. Jason Tatum could be an all-NBA player. It's possible. I don't know if he's going to make it, but some people will vote for Jason Tatum to be on an all-NBA team, and he could make it, and he'll deserve it. So none of this takes away from Jalen or Jason individually as basketball players, okay? Let's start with that. I am not taking away anything from these guys individually as basketball players. What this is is get away from the stuff that you're not doing well at. And for Jason Tatum especially, it's the isolation game. Jason Tatum very clearly thinks that he's a good isolation player. And what we've seen over the years is that he is not. And he needs to just accept that right now he is not a good isolation basketball player. Now, sometimes he's going to have to make isolation plays, and that's not to say that he can't. Because he can. He very obviously can make some plays. So when I list off the, uh, the all of these numbers, so let me do this. 18.5% of the time, he's going into isolation. That's 10th in the NBA. Okay, 10th overall in the league in uh, overall isolation frequency. But his points per possession rank him 136. And he shoots 34.1%. That's 154th. But 
34% of the time, he pulls something off. So you'll remember isolation plays where he makes a play. And sometimes those plays are spectacular. And sometimes those game, those plays are game winners. That is 100% sure that I know that that's the, tr- that that's the case. And at the end of game, some, that's when you need your star to isolate and make a play. That is true. I get that. So I'm not saying never isolate. I'm saying be more selective when you isolate. Because when you do it at a rank of, when you do it, when it makes you 10th in the NBA, when only nine guys in the entire league do it more than you, yet you shoot 34% and you're 154th and you score 8.81 points per possession, which is terrible, you, you have to understand that you should not be doing this. Now, last year, he was better at this. He went ISO just under 16% of the time, and he averaged one point per possession, and that was 50th in the league. Now, he still shot just about 41%, not great. But last year, what was the difference between last year and this year? He got to the rim a little bit more because he had Daniel Tice setting those seals in the lane, and that was part of the the, the reason why he, his, his field goal percentage was higher and why he was scoring more. He was 75th percentile last year. This year, he's 38th percentile on isolation plays. So, And he had that one torrid run where he just couldn't miss. So maybe someday Jason Tatum can be more of an isolation player. But right now, he needs to focus on moving the ball because when he moves the ball and then catches the ball, gets the ball back on the move himself, then he can get mismatches. Now, and I'm not saying that he has to like always get the ball and do like the, like I, I get that sometimes he's going to have to get the ball and survey and jab step. Sometimes he's going to have a little guy on him. Sometimes he's going to have a big on him. That's all like, I understand the exceptions to this rule. I'm not saying never, but you got to tone it down when you're doing it 18 and a half percent of the time, you got to bring it down to like 8% of the time. Jalen Brown also not good at it, but he does it less than 7% of the time. Now he averages 0.73 points per possession, which is worse. And he shoots 35.8% uh, on his, which is a little bit better. So they're, they're still both not great at this at, at isolation. Now, Brown does it less, so it's less of a problem. But when Brown does it, it feels like it's part of a my turn, your turn type of thing. Again, don't stop entirely because Jalen Brown has gotten a lot better in one-on-one situations. His handle has gotten a little bit better, a lot better, I should say. His mid-range game has gotten better. Those are plays you're going to have to make in the playoffs. Okay? But what you should be defaulting to is ball movement, get out there, make sure that it, that you're you're trusting your teammates. And and I understand comments that have been thrown at me or how can you trust when Grant Williams just completely botches a play? You're going to have to trust that the next time he's going to make a play because Jason Tatum also made that turnover 
to Terry Rozier, and that's going to be a problem too. Like the, everybody screws up. You've got to trust your teammates because if you don't trust your teammates, then they're going to play tentative. You got to trust them to make the right play. And if they don't make the right play, that doesn't mean you go make the wrong play. That means they need to be coached up and Brad Stevens needs to be up there saying, you got to make the right play. And it's Tatum as one of the leaders on the team and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown that have to go to that guy and be like, hey, you got to make the right play. So not going to turn around and say somebody else screwed up so you can play poorly. This is how the Celtics are going to win. And, and Tatum's got a ton of room to grow. And maybe I can look back on this a year from now or two years from now and be like, hey, remember when he sucked at isolation? Now he's one of the best at it. That's entirely possible. That, that's a, a thing that I'm never going to rule out here. But right now, he's terrible at it. He sucks in isolation. And on those games where he decides, you know what? I'm going to take a working day off. Just take the day off. Seriously. I'd rather have Jason Tatum just say, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm out. I'd rather have him not play than play like he did against Charlotte. Because that drags the whole team down. Because other guys on the team look at that and say, well, eh, I I guess we're phoning it in. I'd rather have him be like, oh yeah, I got a back spasm and sit and let the rest of the team go. Oh geez, we got to step it up without Tatum. When Tatum's playing at his best, forget it, man. This team's ceiling goes so much higher, but when he's playing like he played against Charlotte, this team's going nowhere. That's the wide swath between failure and success for this team. So cut out the isolation, work on it over the summer. Work on your handle. Tighten up that handle. Don't dribble it up by your chest. You're 6'9", for God's sakes. Dribble it a little bit lower. Work on that handle. Tighten that up. When you get into the lane, tighten up that handle. It's going to help. I'd like to think that when, when when I was playing, the coach would always say, because he yelled at me a lot, so I yell at you because I believe you can be better. And if I didn't think Jason Tatum could be a lot better at this, I wouldn't say a damn thing because he's, he's the future superstar of this team. Like I've got Havlicek's Jersey over here with that 17 on it. The Celtics want 18. Then you gotta, you gotta get Jason Tatum to that elite, elite level. And he's got room to grow. And I think he can get there. And this is all part of it. Jalen Brown, too. I focus a lot on Tatum because he, he's the bigger problem when it comes to this. But Jalen Brown, too. These guys, these guys really have the potential to be you know, multiple-time champions in Boston. I really believe that. They have the potential to win 18, 19, who knows how many, you know, Put two more banners up, three, you never know. I know people take one and go from there, but they have that potential. And so I want them to get better. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, Again, on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast and you haven't checked out the YouTube, go search for Locked On Celtics on YouTube. You can watch the show whenever you want. It's just another way to watch the show, expanding the options if you can't listen on your device, but you can watch, you can, you can put it on TV, 
You can cast it to your TV and while you're getting your dinner ready and watch me do the show. Why not? I don't know. Not that bad looking, am I? Eh, ears are a little weird, but I think they have a nice charm. Hope you subscribe if you have not yet. Uh, please give a five-star rating and a good written review wherever you can do that, especially on the YouTube page. Like it, subscribe it, rate it, all that stuff. And of course, share the podcast, share that YouTube link, tell all of your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.